0: We've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath.
1: I think it's confirmed. I think it's confirmed. I think I am allergic to my office this week because I will be perfectly fine. And then sitting at the microphone and every day this week thus far, my nose has just gone absolutely berserk on me. I don't I'm trying to figure out if there's something different in my office that hasn't been here before. And I don't know what that might be. But if you're out there and you planted something in my office to make this happen because you're either an alien or just a just a nasty nasty person. <laughs> I want you to know that it's working. Whatever it is that you've done. It's actually probably something I've completely done to myself, but I cannot figure it out. Anyway, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you're listening. This is The Friddle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. We have a big show today, one of my favorite shows of the year probably, because we have Dave Arnold, the executive producer of Adventures and Odyssey, is going to be here very soon. And as someone who grew up listening to Adventures in Odyssey, this just excites me greatly. Uh, But first, I want to hit on one, one topic first, because this is going to be voted on today. Is there new life for the Obamacare repeal? So we'll hit on that, and then we'll spend most of the day, well, the hour talking about Adventures in Odyssey. What can I say except you're welcome. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Odyssey's just that awesome and, yeah, you're welcome. Who knew that Dwayne Johnson could sing, right? Okay, so, is there life for an Obamacare repeal? Well, now apparently this this thing... That's living in my office and tormenting me is affecting my speech as well. Obamacare repeal gains votes and momentum. The Hill is reporting uh, that Representatives Fred Upton and Billy Long said they would support the GOP's Obamacare repeal and replace bill with the addition of an amendment giving the effort new momentum as GOP leaders push toward a floor vote, which is set to happen Today, The two Republicans made the announcement at the White House after meeting with President Trump. I think it is likely now to pass the House, Upton said. But Upton added he's not on the whip team and can't definitively say there are enough votes for it to pass. Both Upton and Long dealt a setback to the health care measure earlier this week when they came out against it because they said it failed to protect people with pre-existing conditions. The new amendment from Upton would provide $8 billion over five years to help people with pre-existing conditions afford their premiums in states that are granted, granted a waiver from Obamacare's protections. The Liberal Center for American Progress estimated on Tuesday that the high-risk pools are underfunded by uh, much more, $200 billion over 10 years. The GOP bill already includes $130 billion over 10 years, but that did not sway many moderates earlier this week. Upton himself said on Tuesday afternoon that more money for the high-risk pools does not do the trick, but he appeared to have a change of heart on Wednesday. GOP leaders are whipping aggressively in favor of the health care bill in hopes of holding a vote before their one-week recess. All right. If the bill passes the House today, it will still have to get through the Senate. And we'll see whether or not that can happen. But if it gets through the House today, it will be because the Freedom Caucus has has done a 180 on this thing and is now backing the revised version of the health care bill. And you might go, well, wait, what changed? I thought there was still stuff in this that wasn't good. Well, you're right. Uh, Even with the reforms, essentially what we have is not so much a repeal bill as it is a replace bill. I still don't understand why we didn't just do a straight-up repeal bill. I mean, I get it. There's lots of complications in the healthcare industry, and we can't just repeal it. I, I, I understand all that, but why then were we able to pass a repeal bill previously to Trump getting elected? If it didn't work then, how come we were able to pass it without any problems? I'm just—it's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. But anyway— uh, so, Obamacare Lite 4.0271, whatever we happen to be calling it this time around, uh, it's not rain, raining in pharma, which is 25% of total spending. Uh, it does not address tort reform, which is 15% of spending. It leaves expansion uh, in place, which is $175 billion, and it doesn't address the fiscal cliff created by the giant increases in Medicaid in Obamacare. So, it still has Uh, major issues that are left unaddressed. So why has the Freedom Caucus changed their mind? Well, Congressman Dave Bratt, a Republican from Virginia, is part of the House Freedom Caucus, and he wrote a piece for World Tribune uh, addressing just that. So um, rather than me trying to explain to you, let's let's let the Freedom Caucus speak for itself, right? Not many people are, are... giving this side of the story. So, this is what Congressman Bratt said. He said, Last week, the House Freedom Caucus endorsed the revised version of the GOP's health care bill. I wanted to take some time to lay out the reasoning that explains the American Health Care Act of 2017 in detail. Bottom line, the Freedom Caucus has worked tireless, tirelessly to improve the AHCA, which is short for American Healthcare Care Act, uh, to make it better for the American people. When we started, only 17% of Americans supported the GOP health care bill because it had virtually no mechanism to bring down costs for consumers. When the bill passes, as we think that it will, our efforts will have made the bill better and provided lower premiums and greater choice, and that has been the top priority throughout this process. First, it's important to reiterate that I have always been for a full repeal of Obamacare. My position has never wavered on repeal at any point. In fact, earlier this year, the Freedom Caucus asked for a vote on the repeal bill that already passed the House and the Senate and went to Obama's desk in early 2016. But after discussions with both House, House leadership and the White House, it becomes It became clear that a vote on full repeal was not going to happen and that conservatives would have to work to try to improve the AHCA as it was the only bill that would be considered and brought up for a vote in the House. Given that, over the past weeks, we fought for needed changes to reduce premiums, and that would help open up the market for people to purchase a health care plan that best fit their own needs. We worked tirelessly to find creative solutions, a new set of approaches rooted in federalism that would grant greater control and decision-making ability to the states rather than the federal government. The efforts of the Freedom Caucus have now moved this legislation as far as possible in the free market direction without losing votes. This is not a full repeal of Obamacare, but ultimately 40 members within the Republican conference can block a bill but cannot write a bill and get it to the floor. Taking into consideration the political dynamics of a diverse Republican conference, this bill is the best path forward for conservatives to get any real and beneficial health care reform passed and to bring some relief for individuals and families struggling to pay sky-high health care premiums. So this is again. This is from Congressman Dave Brat. He's on the Freedom Caucus. He's a Republican from Virginia. And essentially, what he's saying is, yeah, we know it's not as good as we wish it was, um, but this is as good as we can get. And so we think, uh, with with the reforms that we've put in uh, to Paul Ryan's original bill, that this is a decent piece of legislation and that it will be beneficial to Americans. Now, some people will say, oh, well, he's compromising. He's not holding the line. Other people will say, well, at least he's getting something done. And other people will be like, yeah. So, you know, it, and, and you could argue each one of those points. If you step back and look at it objectively, you could argue, yeah, the Freedom Caucus is compromising. They're not issuing a, they're not doing the repeal bill. They're not keeping the promise. The repeal isn't happening. That's just factual. You could make that argument. You could argue the, uh, well, we need a little bit of compromise to actually get something done, and getting something done is better than nothing. And I'll explain to you why that's true in just a moment. Why this bill, getting something done, is in fact better than getting nothing done. Or you could just argue the, oorah, finally we've done something side of things, because, quite frankly, up until this bill, uh, under President Trump, the Congress has accomplished exactly zero on uh, health care. So you could pick whichever flavor of uh, excitement to depression that you want and all of them would be correct. <laughs> Sometimes we get so stuck up in our own little personal political agenda that we don't recognize that while the other person may be something completely, saying something completely different than we are, they might be just as correct in what they're saying as we are correct in what we're saying. Right? So uh, Dave Bratt provided a, a overview of the AHCA as it stands today, what they're voting on today. And this is why he's saying that the Freedom Caucus is voting on it, because while he is admitting it's not a repeal, and it's not as much as they would have liked to see, he's saying these are the good things that it's doing, and this is why we've agreed to support it. So if it gets through the House today because of the Freedom Caucus, this will be why the Freedom Caucus is supporting it. Because it dismantles uh, the Obamacare taxes that have hurt job creators, increased premium costs, and limited options for patients and health care providers, including taxes on prescription drugs, over-the-counter medications, health insurance premiums, and medical devices. It also eliminates the individual and employer mandate penalties, which forced millions of workers, families, and job creators into expensive Obamacare plans they don't want and can't afford. It helps young adults access uh, health insurance and stabilize the marketplace by allowing dependents to continue staying on their parents' plan until they are 26. It guarantees coverage to Americans with pre-existing conditions and bans health insurers from charging a patient with pre-existing conditions higher premiums as long as they maintain uh, continuous coverage. It establishes a patient and state stability fund and federal federal invisible risk sharing program which provides states with $130 billion to design programs that meet the unique needs of their patient populations um and then it goes on. I'm not going to read the rest of that. It modernizes and strengthens Medicaid by transitioning to a per capita allotment so states can better serve the patients most in need. The Medicaid reform presents the biggest entitlement reform in a generation and puts the program on a sustainable fiscal path. It protects current Medicaid beneficiaries receiving health care under the expansion. Currently, it empowers individuals and families to spend their health care dollars the way they want and need by enhancing and expanding health savings accounts, nearly doubling the amount of Money, people can contribute and broadening how people can use that money. And it also helps Americans access affordable quality health care by providing a monthly tax credit between $2,000 and $14,000 a year for low and middle income individuals and families who don't receive insurance through work or a government program. Americans can then use this tax credit to purchase private quality coverage of their choice. So there you go. He concluded his piece for World Tribune by saying, One of the amendments that the Freedom Caucus fought for is the MacArthur Amendment, an important part of the proposed plan. This amendment keeps our promises of lowering costs and protecting high risk patients by giving states greater flexibility and more control over local insurance markets by providing states the option to apply for waivers from certain federal insurance regulations that increase insurance premiums. This new flexibility will allow states to design insurance frameworks that are right for their unique populations. Ultimately, this strategy, which proves successful in Maine, will lower insurance, premium, insurance premiums, ensure coverage for pre-existing conditions, and expand coverage. So essentially what they're doing is they're fixing some issues with Obamacare. They're getting more power back to the states so that we don't have this one-size-fits-all uh, Obamacare thing across the country, and uh, providing a, uh, a tax credit for those who do not receive health insurance through uh, their employer or a government program. So essentially, that would be those, you know, those who are working, uh, say at places like Walmart, where you have a great job, say, but you're not getting insurance with your job. This would provide a tax credit for you, so that rather than paying a tax penalty because you can't afford insurance, and so we're going to penalize you for not being able to afford insurance, now we're saying you can't afford insurance but you make too much money for you to be on a government program to give you insurance, but you make too little money to afford it yourself, here's a tax credit so that you can go and you can get insurance uh, with that with that money. So that's a little bit of what's in the revised uh, Obamacare replacement bill that the House will be voting on today. We'll see what happens with that. I wouldn't be surprised if it passes the House. We'll see if it then gets through the Senate and hits the President's desk. It will be interesting if it does. Although it is not a full repeal of Obamacare, as we talked about just a few minutes ago, I would say it would be, other than uh, the appointment of Justice Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, this would be Trump's first uh, major accomplishment in office. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Are you ready for the Ball Brothers to sing Mercy Tree? Because that's what's about to happen. And when we get back, Dave Arnold, the executive producer of Adventures in Odyssey, is here and it is going to be so hugely wonderful if you're an Odyssey fan. If you're not, you might even enjoy it anyway. <laughs> Stay with us. And welcome back. You're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio here in Las Vegas. All right, we've been talking about Adventures in Odyssey and their 30th birthday celebration and some exciting things that they've got going on. I'm excited today, well, for many reasons, but the main one is because Dave Arnold, the executive producer of both Adventures in Odyssey and uh, and, uh, the Focus on the Family Radio Theater, he is with us today. We're talking with him. Dave, thank you so much for taking time to be here.
0: Oh, my pleasure, Crystal. Thanks for asking, actually.
1: Yeah, so we were talking for just a few minutes before the show, and uh, I've been trying to place your voice, because I'm two years older than Odyssey, if you will, and I literally cannot remember a time in my life where I was not listening to Adventures in Odyssey, and there's part of me that's going, okay, wait a second, are you, this is going to sound really weird to ask, but are you the voice of Jesus?
0: Um I am one of the voices. Uh, yeah, if you listen to the uh, original Imagination Station episode. That's exactly,
1: that's one of yeah. my favorite episodes. You're the one that says, <laughs> believe, Digger, believe, right? Is that you? Yes. Wow. Uh, that was me. Yes. Okay. That, I remember that was, listening that was, to that. That was
0: my first acting foray, so please forgive me if i no, was awful. It No, <laughs>
1: it was fantastic. I remember being like 10 years old, and that episode was the first one that I was just like, oh my goodness, wow. That's just amazing. But uh, anyway, um, we're not here to talk about my reminiscing about Odyssey, although we could all day because I'm kind of geeking out. I would enjoy that, actually. Oh, really? (laughs) I'm the kid that cried at the final episode of Wish You Were Here. Like, I literally... I I cried. I wouldn't get out of the car for like an hour. Um, Anyway, anyone that doesn't know why I would cry at the end of Wish You Were Here, it's an album. (laughs) You need to just go listen to it and then you'll understand, but...
0: Yeah, it was a pretty powerful uh, time of my life as well. So I'm, oh,
1: I can only imagine with Hal Smith yeah. and everything. But uh, well, let's 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 go back from there, and then we'll we'll work through through Odyssey. Let's start with your uh, your personal background. I mean, how did you get involved with Focus on the Family and Adventures in Odyssey? Was this something that one day you were like, "Hey, I want to produce a kids' radio drama"? Let's see if Focus <laughs> on the Family is doing anything like that.
0: No, I, I wish I was that clever or had that much
1: insight. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, you know, I I think like a lot of people probably that are listening right now. I just found myself being sort of channeled uh, via God's will into where He wanted me to be, and uh, I I you know I don't think anybody sits down, especially back in nineteen you know eighty seven, and says hmm, what do I want to do with my life? I think I'll, you know, be part of a radio drama. <laughs> sure.
1: um,
0: because nobody was doing it at that point in time, and nobody thought of it as, as being a, a viable entertainment yeah. medium. I was actually in radio. Um, I've been in radio for, small-market radio, for about six and a half years, and um, was uh, really just praying. Quite honestly, I was, I was doing an afternoon-evening shift, and oftentimes in the evening I'd have some time. I would just stop, and I would just be praying. Um, during that time, really asking for the Lord's direction in my life. Mm. And when I mean praying, I mean, I was like on my knees because I just felt like God was saying, there's something that you, I need to have you do. And I I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, I was, uh, and I prayed like that for two years, quite honestly, just waiting for mm. the Lord to, to give me the direction that, of what he wanted to do. And at that point in time, focus of the family was, um, you know, it was 10 or 11 years old, I guess. And Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was following Focus. I, I loved what Doctor Dobson at the point that point was doing with with Focus and the sure. family. It was informing me and my family development and all of that. And so when I got uh, when the radio station I was working at received um, a monthly flyer from Focus that basically posted job opportunities there,
1: uh-huh.
0: I thought, well, I wonder if that's what God would have for me next. And so I. Uh, I applied for a position um, at Focus, and what they do is they send you an edit test. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what they did at that time, anyway, for for, for people who were interested in getting into the post-production side, which is where my point of entry was going to be. And so they sent me, back in the day, uh, it was on a reel-to-reel tape, quarter-inch (laughs) reel-to-reel, and... Um, and that's how that's how the shows were being recorded at that wow. point in time, way before digital. Yeah. <laughs> so, and quite honestly, <clears throat> I'm, I'm you know I'm basically uh, showing my lack of experience at this point. But they they wanted me to edit this uh, thing in a certain way. <clears throat> I had never done any physical editing before in my life. Yeah. Um, and so I found a dusty old chopping block. Uh, somewhere in the radio station. And they didn't have any splicing tape. So I actually <laughs> used scotch tape and then had to trim off the edges of the scotch tape whenever I'd make an edit. And um, and I sent it in, and uh, they were actually... Uh, uh, the the position that they posted for was not for Adventures in Odyssey. It was for a different huh. uh, program they were looking to, to launch called James Dobson Talks About Families. And so... Uh, there were a hundred applicants that wow. they had received for that, and somehow, in spite of my incredible lack of editing knowledge, <laughs> they said, You're the man. And so I, um, there's a lot more to the story, but that would take yeah. the entire interview to sure. go through. Sure. Sure. So, um, long story, long story short, I got to focus, and the program that I was working on um, was never vetted to see if radio stations wanted it. They didn't. Mm. And so I worked on that show for about six months. And um, when, the, when it, was, it was taken to radio stations, they said, we don't want anything like that. <laughs> and so that's how God got me to focus on the family, Okay, was through a program that never aired. And during that time, that when we found, found out that that, uh, that program was not going to be released, was when Adventures and Odyssey was being developed. And I happened to be in the exact same department where Adventures in Odyssey was being developed, and that's how God got me there. Because if they had been looking for someone to post-produce um, Adventures in Odyssey, they never would have hired me.
1: Sure. So, yeah. Wow.
0: So that was God's way of getting me here. And I've been here for 30 years.
1: So. That's amazing. So you're there. That's not even what you were there for, but they're starting to talk about mm-hmm. Adventures in Odyssey. How did that come about? I mean, how, how do you, like you said, this wasn't something that was happening or that was common at all, you know, in the, in the mid to late eighties where you have these audio dramas, especially anything of the caliber that Odyssey is. I mean, we had some, well, I won't mention them, but you know, where there's the organ music and it's just not, it's not, um, always real pleasant on the ears, but Odyssey was different. It was good and it was good drama. How did, how'd you guys come up with this?
0: Well, I mean, the, the the idea of creating an audio drama was uh, sort of a fluke. It was one day Dr. Dobson was on the radio with a, uh, uh, somebody he was interviewing, and they were lamenting the lack of wholesome entertainment for children. Mm. And the person that Dr. Dobson was interviewing suggested that maybe Focus should do something about that. Maybe Focus should be the... the, the, the uh, uh, the entity to create something that kids could consume that would be moral entertainment and wholesome entertainment and have lasting value to it. Mm. And so Dr. Dobson went to the department that I was hired into and said, create something. And we don't have an awful lot of money. So (laughs) it wasn't something that could be done with video Mm -hmm. uh, because video is is very expensive and even animation is incredibly expensive. And so... um, That's where the idea was, well, why don't we, I mean, Focus is all about radio. Why don't we do a radio drama? Mm -hmm. And that was the genesis of the idea. Uh, Then there were 12 um, test shows. It was called the Family Portrait Series, and Mm -hmm. they were created, and those aired on the Focus on the Family daily broadcast every Monday for 12 weeks as a means of seeing sort of a test to see if people would be interested. Sure. And and the reaction was overwhelmingly positive and Adventures in Odyssey was developed after that.
1: So so you you you've got then Adventures in Odyssey and you bring in at the very beginning you have just this incredible cast of characters and some really amazing talent and the chemistry yeah. among say you know Wit Connie Eugene Tom the core of that beginning Odyssey uh, adventure if you will just incredible. So tell us about the team. Tell us about the real people, the Hal Smiths, if you will, that maybe our listeners don't know.
0: Yeah, well, you know, those people were uh, came to the show because of contacts that Chuck Bolte, who was the executive producer at the time, Chuck knew mm. uh, Hal Smith personally, had worked with him, and that's that was the way that Hal got to be on the show. Bob Luttrell, who was one of the first uh, he and I were the first po- post producers of the show. Bob knew Katie Lee um, and suggested, "Hey, Katie, maybe you should come try out for this thing." He also um, knew, you know, several other people that, that basically came on. Um, it was a lot of, you know, people that were sort of contacts in in other people's lives who were being, again, inexorably drawn. God sort of developed this uh, internal team of Chuck and Bob and me and Phil and Paul McCuster. And through our contacts, you know, these uh, writing, these actors, sort of uh, people that, you know, were known became part of the stable of our actors. And so a lot of the actors, Katie and Will, and Hal and Will Ryan, they'd all worked together before. Walker, Edmiston, these guys had worked together on a lot of Disney material that, mm-hmm. um, you know, like um, that they had done together. And so they had a relationship and just honestly, through the years, uh, our actors have been the people who have sort of been our biggest advocates in the entertainment industry to say, oh, you yeah. guys need to work on this Adventures and Odyssey thing. And so over, you know, since 1987 when we started, we've worked with hundreds, maybe even thousands, I really honestly don't know, of incredibly talented actors yeah. through the years that, uh, you know, I just never thought I'd have the privilege of working with those kinds of talented
1: people yeah it's really it's amazing who Odyssey has had and um, we could take the whole show just talking about the amazing actors yeah. that you've had we could we could take the whole show talking about pretty much any one of the questions I've got to ask but uh, you it's know true. my favorite episodes most of my favorite episodes are are some of the much older ones, when you've got the young Barclays, when you've got Jack and Robin uh, back before even Eugene comes into the scene, which doesn't last very long, but because, you know, they make me feel all nostalgic. Those are the ones I remember listening to way back when. What are some of your favorite episodes and moments from Odyssey?
0: Well, you know, I I mean, like I said, I've been doing this since It's it's kind of like asking
1: you to pick a favorite child. So
0: (laughs) Well, sort of, I suppose. I mean there's different seasons and different things. I mean what's interesting to hear what you had to say, which is, you know, you're drawn to to probably the character of Hal Smith playing the character of Mm Wit and you're drawn to those original shows because that's what you grew up on. Right. I've talked to other people who said well, I I didn't really engage with Odyssey until like nineteen ninety two. Paul Hurlinger has been wit for me the entire time. I, you know he's he's my character of wit and now people are coming in and Andre Stoika is the character of wit and they're saying I can't imagine anybody else being with but Andre so yeah. um, it really depends when you engage when you first engage with the show because those are uh, oftentimes the like you say the, the nostalgic moments for you but mm-hmm. but quite honestly for me because I've had relationship with all of these actors through the years um, the shows that mean the most to me were the, the pivotal shows. Mm. Um, where I mean, some of the some of the early shows as well, like you know, um, Hal Smith, because he was such a dear friend. And then when he passed away, and the shows that we had to yeah. to basically create to you know work around that were a labor of love for me. Mm. And so shows like Gone and But Not Forgotten, mm-hmm. and, and those, and even the Mortal Coil, which harkens oh, a lot, such to, a good show. You know, yeah, those those were really magic moments for me. And then again, you know, some of the original actors like Walker Edmiston and mm-hmm. and um, you know <laughs> yes. Dave Madden who played Bernard. Bernard. And, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the actors the actors are such were such dear friends because mm-hmm. they've gone on now. But but um, I just hold a special place in my heart for for a lot of those uh, shows that I worked on with them
1: yeah yeah that makes sense so let's get some some fun odyssey trivia in here because uh, i'm sure okay. you are f- obviously you would be the odyssey trivia expert so you know like there's things <laughs> well, I don't
0: like know. I for- i've probably forgotten more <laughs> <of that.
1: laughs> well things like you know bart rathbone and tom riley they're voiced by the same yeah. actor and when they debate that uh-huh. and they do it in one take like that's awesome but uh, some really fun trivia i think surrounds the barkley family and the movie it's a wonderful life will you share that with us <laughs>
0: Sure, yeah. Well, in the development of that family, uh, for for many of us on the team, one our favorite film or one of our favorite films and certainly our favorite holiday film is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of, you know, when you're developing new characters, you're always looking for, for names that, you know, mean something to you or you re- you repurpose names from either your family or your, your growing up years or whatever. Yeah. Um, for us, Obviously, it was really easy to choose. Um, it's a Wonderful Life because the character of George Barkley is, uh, who's played by Chuck Bolte, George was the lead, obviously, in It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. um, and and Mary was his wife, and so it's George and Mary Barkley, and then Jimmy and Donna, the kids. Jimmy Stewart, of course, played George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. and Donna Reed played, um, you know, Mary Mary Bailey. So. Um so finding those names was was fun and and what you know we've all, we've we've tried to mine some of those things in fact we we did a parody of it's a wonderful life at one point it's called it's a pokenberry christmas
1: Christmas yeah
0: yeah and um uh so just to to you know even go deeper into that analogy of this favorite story of ours that uh has captivated our attention and I watch every christmas to be yes, honest Yes I do too. it's yeah, my favorite movie <laughs> Yeah,
1: absolutely. All right, so I could I could literally ask you about Odyssey for my entire hour that I'm on the air here, but uh, I I know that you can't you can't spend. An hour talking with me about this, so I've got. Uh, we we let our listeners know that we were going to be having you on the show and asked them to submit some questions. So I do have two questions that I pulled out of the ones that they sent in uh, that I want to ask sure. you real quick, and then we'll get to talking about the thirtieth birthday specifically because I know our time is running out here. But uh, so Even. from the fans, they asked uh, the first one they said is they assume that not everyone who played a character on Odyssey was a born again believer, and if that is the case, uh, have any of the voice talent gotten saved or uh, you know been? Sp- spiritually influenced as a result of their work with the show?
0: Uh, that is true, uh, that not everybody who comes on is is a, is a believer. Um, and there's reasons why, obviously, that we do that. First of all, um, we want to create the best possible product that we right, can for right. uh, our listeners, and so we choose the best possible talent. Sometimes mm-hmm. that is a Christian. In fact, a lot of the people that we work with, Are believers. Katie Lee, who plays Connie, is a strong Christian. Mm -hmm. Townsend Coleman, who plays Jason, is a strong believer. There have been quite a few. Uh, Of course, Chris, who is our host, is a is a a strong believer. And then there there have been others um, who uh, who have a a semblance of faith, but maybe not the same kind of faith, (laughs) uh, or the same level of faith that others would have. But Mm. but I would I would strongly say that the, the second reason that we'd love to uh, engage just the best talent is because the stories have such an impact on all of us yeah and so i cannot begin to describe how many times during the course of a uh, of a recording uh, we have the actor stop and look at us and say how did you know that this is what i, I i'm going through mm, right now mm-hmm. i dealt with this last week and wow so we're as they're reading the script they start crying because it impacts It informs what they've just gone through quite often. Um, And again, that's just God's sovereign Holy Spirit working behind the scenes. And so we have seen quite a bit of uh, impact. And in fact, it's it's just really interesting to me how many times we have somebody we know is not a believer um, who who says, this is my favorite thing to do. Hmm. Um, And they don't balk at the content they in fact they say i love doing this content because it's so wholesome and i'm so tired of doing things that i can't believe in yeah and so you can tell that it's really impacting their life and they say that um, that it you know that it's given them a lot to think about and i i love hearing stuff like that and i love seeing uh, yeah. just you know in in the 30 years that i've worked on the show i've seen quite a people quite a few people who have made some substantial spiritual changes in their life because of of what uh, content they've been exposed to
1: that's awesome that's really awesome then our, our other listener question was will there ever be an odyssey last chance detectives crossover
0: we'll never say never uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no plans at this point to do that um but
1: yeah when i read that yeah. one i i, I thought and, and maybe I'm wrong because I've been out of the loop on some of the kids programming, but I thought Last Chance Detectives has been over for, for a while now. Yeah,
0: it has. Yeah. Okay. It was a. It was a. It, you know, Last Chance Detectives was first and foremost a, a film project. Yes. And then we did a, uh, uh, a series of Last Chance audio dramas mm-hmm. that were, uh, you know, yeah, there there weren't very many of them, uh, and they were kind of designed to be a. a series of specials. Okay. More than anything for us.
1: Gotcha. Makes so sense.
0: I, I don't see I don't see a, a crossover probably in the future. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that we might not at some point decide. Hey, you know, last chance really was is something sure. that we might want to mind, You know, to go back to and sort of redevelop again. But I don't. There's nothing in the works right at the moment.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, Then, lastly, for you, a couple questions about Odyssey is 30 years old this year. The 30th birthday celebration is happening, and you guys are having, I have to say, when I read this, I was a little sad because I'm no longer 15 years old, but it's all right. Uh, You're having a get-in-the-show nationwide Contest and it's the contest is just like what the name is. You can actually get in the show. So tell us about how our listeners can participate. What the age group is? Um, if people that have kids that more kids in that age group than one child, do they have to pick their best child and hope that they do well, or how how do, <laughs> how does this thing work?
0: Well, th- this is the second time we've done this. We did this actually four years ago, uh, and the result of it was I, I can't remember how many thousands of auditions we got but what it basically wound up uh, to was uh, eventually culling down to three people and the winner of the 2012 version of this was uh, Shona Kennedy and Mm -hmm. basically what we had promised the winner of that event was that you would get to be in one at least one Aussie episode yeah Shona has has gone on to become Connie Kendall's sister in the in the series because she's so good that uh we just decided to continue to work with her and she's been working with us ever since
1: yeah she's very um, good mm-hmm.
0: yeah she's wonderful so um so this is our second uh, attempt at doing it and um it, the, the first one was such a wonderful experience for us that we just thought well it you know, and, and we knew that it was something that it's something that we constantly get from from fans. I, I've always wanted to be in Odyssey. Is there any that I can yes. be in Odyssey? So,
1: so, <laughs> Every yeah, kid's so the, the, dream that grows up listening to Odyssey, <laughs> I think, <laughs> is to be on an Odyssey episode.
0: Yeah. So the the way it works is um, uh, basically it's open to any kids ages six to fifteen, and if you've got multiple kids, any multiples of kids can can audition. You don't have to choose one. Uh, and versus the other, of course, you know, you always run the risk of what if one wins and one doesn't. You know, <laughs> but that's, that's that's your parenting job to deal with. That's not my job to deal with. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's basically available to U.S. residents six to fifteen. Um, and what uh, the, the best way for them to uh, to to find out all the information about it is to go to um, our website, which is witsend.org, and then slash get in the show when you do that you'll be able to find the audition kit which includes all of the information really that will spell out how to do what you need to do it gives you the dates it gives you tips on rehearsing it gives you the audition script that we want you to read um, and then it basically tells you how to audition because you can audition either to video record yourself or there are uh, some participating retail locations that you can go to where you can uh, do your audition as well. All that information is on the uh, the, the, the witsend.org, get in the show landing page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they have any questions about it, that's really where they can get the information.
1: Yeah, it's witsend.org slash get in the show. And then the yeah. winner... Uh, let's talk about this for a second. The winner is going with, I believe it's three family members on this year's Adventures in Odyssey themed cruise, which is just awesome.
0: Yeah, well, it's not just an Odyssey themed cruise. It's the Focus on the Family yeah, but uh, really cruise. we cruise. Really,
1: we choose to recognize it as an Odyssey cruise. I mean, between
0: us. Between,
1: <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. As an advocate I'm just for
0: both Odyssey and Focus on the Family,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I just want to say that that it, it. I mean, the cruise number number one is going to be amazing. I actually met with the actors last week that are going on the cruise, and they are so pumped and so yeah. excited about this. So it is. It is so, though. Yeah. It's a
1: focus on the family. It's your fortieth anniversary, so it's a focus on the family cruise. But you're. It's coinciding yeah. with Odyssey's thirtieth birthday, so you're That's taking right. along yeah. uh, Odyssey of voice characters, and you guys are going to be doing some Odyssey uh, themed things on the cruise. So. That's right. It's, it's going to be an exciting, exciting event. And they can find out about the cruise, I believe, on witsend.org as well as on uh, Focus on the Family's website. Is that correct?
0: That is correct, yeah. And so the, basically the prize, what we're offering this time around, is that uh, in addition to being given a, uh, a spot on the cruise with your family, uh, the winner will also be in the live Odyssey show on the cruise with the actors. Um, which will cool. be a blast. Yeah, yeah. We're really looking forward to that.
1: That is awesome. That is so awesome. All right, well, Dave, I have kept you longer than I said that I would. Can I ask you one more question? Of course, yeah. All right. Can you give us any clues as to what may be coming up in the next great adventure in Odyssey?
0: <laughs> you know I can't do ah. that.
1: Oh wait, one more.
0: No, I can't. I mean, come on, Chris. <laughs> if, if, if I if I gave you all those kind of clues, then you know I'm, I'm giving I'm giving stuff away. However, I will say there are some really wonderful uh, products that are coming out in honor of our 30th anniversary. Yes,
1: you've got the Adventures and Odyssey um, Bible, right?
0: The Bible, the Bible comes out this uh, this year. Uh, we've got um, a, a, a new fiction series of novels called The Blackguard Chronicle. All right, pause. Which harken back to all of that. Yeah,
1: time out. And is give he, a lot
0: more information about has, the, you know, what happened during that time.
1: Yeah, this has bothered me like for the last you know, 15 years of my life, uh, ever since that explosion. Is Dr. <laughs> Dr. Blackguard actually dead and gone? Like, Is he really gone, or is he going to come back at some point? Or you want is me that, answer a, that question for you? No, I don't really, but I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I there there is debate amongst people on the team as to that, but as the executive producer <laughs> I will say that as of this moment in my mind, Doctor Blaggard is dead.
1: Hmm see I never believed it with the whole was it novacom when he came back and the whole mind games thing was that the saga that that happened yeah yeah I never I never went for that I was like no 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 he's still alive well, somewhere I, I mean, feel like he's Odyssey's Elvis like it's just never you're never <laughs> going to really know
0: well I, but, we could we could do a velvet uh, blackguard picture for you so <laughs> on your wall.
1: Uh, that i mean hey i would probably be the only person that had one so then that would be cool but all right we've been talking with dave arnold he's the executive producer of one of my favorite programs i still listen to odyssey i'm 32 years old i still listen to odyssey almost every day i'm not sure awesome. if that's sad or if that's really cool i choose to think it's really cool um with Dave Arnold, executive producer, Adventures in Odyssey, which you can hear every day here on KVXL at 3 p.m. and weekends uh, at 9 a.m. So thanks for listening. Dave, thank you so much for being here. It has been a real pleasure to speak with you. I apologize for taking so much of your time here, but uh, I've had a good time, and hopefully, oh, hopefully I've, you I've, have... I've
0: enjoyed it. I wish we, I wish we had more time, actually. Uh, be, we'll have to do this again sometime.
1: I, I will have you back anytime you are available, because okay. I have endless Odyssey questions. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, I, I have endless answers, too, as you can tell by how long-winded I was.
1: That's that's the best kind of interview is people, when you ask them a question, that they actually have an answer. Because I've interviewed people okay. that don't, and that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Well, it's, been, it's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Yes, you too. You should check out org slash get in the show. Find out all about how your children can can do an audition for Adventures and Odyssey and potentially take you, Mom and Dad, on Focus on the Family's 40th Anniversary Cruise. Check out witsend.org slash get in the show and we'll have more information on that for you in the days ahead as well. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes listening to 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas noteworthy with be thou my vision before that we had executive producer of adventures and odyssey dave arnold was with us on the program really had a great time talking with him and uh he has agreed because i've talked to him a couple times now off the air he's agreed to come back many times because he thinks you guys are pretty cool which i think is pretty cool and, as I mentioned previously, if your kids would like to be part of Odyssey's Get In The Show competition, you can go to witsend.org slash show. Find everything you need to know there. It's open for kids ages 5 to 16. Sadly, I don't qualify. But, as I've also previously discussed, if your children would like to read a script with me and or you would prefer that I read it with them than you, I'm, I'm open to that. I'm open to anything that gets me more involved with Odyssey. (laughs) Stop mocking me. It's not funny. This is my childhood. You know what? You might like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's okay. I don't judge you. You might like Lion King, even though it has the whole circle of life thing. Uh, You know what? That's whatever. That's your gig. Fine. You You may be walking around saying, may the fourth be with you. Because you've got a lisp or you've just grew up, you know, maybe a little too close to Star Wars. I grew up with Odyssey. Thou shalt not mock me. (laughs) Anywho, I've had, I think, about three kids so far, three or four kids that have asked me if I would read script with them as long. And I've, I've offered to do that offer still stands. If you would like me to read script with your kid uh, or children however many you have or want me to read with, I am more than willing to do that. I know some other individuals that would be happy to read with them as well. I think you'd be surprised how many people would be willing to. (laughs) The older millennials that grew up with Odyssey would be thrilled to read Odyssey script with your kids if you would like them to. And I am one of those people. Yes, kiddos if you would like me to read script with you I would be happy to do that. What you need to do though is let me know which script you're doing. And uh, when you would like to do that. Or maybe we'll just pick a day and we'll have an Odyssey recording day. So if you want to record with me, you can come that day. And we'll just do one day of this is the day that you can come and record if you would like me to record the script with you. It's really pretty simple. You can go to witsend.org slash get in the show. They have a uh, an I forget what it's called on the website. I'm not looking at it. It's not right in front of me right now. But it's a it's a toolkit, and you can download that. There's two scripts that you can choose from, and it gives you instructions. You basically just record the video of yourself reading the script, and you're going to need one person to read lines with you, and then you will upload that video. I believe June 1st is when the upload link becomes available, so you've got a whole month uh, to practice, and then out of the entire country someone is going to get picked to go on focus on the family's 40th anniversary cruise and if you are the winner of their audition conference you or contest you'll also be participating in a live adventures in odyssey episode that happens on that cruise, So it's pretty cool what Focus on the Family and Adventures in Odyssey is doing. They've done this once before, and the young lady that ended up winning that contest is now a regular on the show, as you heard uh, Dave Arnold mention just a few minutes ago. If you're just tuning in now and you're like, what? What is all this about Adventures in Odyssey that I have missed? Never fear. Never fear. Today's show will rerun at 7 p.m. Pacific Time here on KVXL 101.1. FM in Las Vegas, and you'll be able to find a podcast of the show on SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search for The Frittle Show on either one of those, and uh, you can download that episode or listen to this episode there as well. You can catch Adventures in Odyssey 3 p.m. every afternoon here on 101.1 FM. Thank you for being with us. We're going to end with Vocal Point, and it is well with my soul. Hope you have a great day. See you back here tomorrow. I'm going to be giving away David Limbaugh's new book, The True Jesus. You do not want to miss it. Have a great day, everyone.